super happy to have her back. We have Alexa here with us, the lady behind all of the magic. The only reason we have a podcast in the first place. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, have you done the three fun facts thing? We want three new ones anyway. I don't think so, because the last time I was a guest, it was all three of us. It was us. like a group thing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh, okay. So it was a solo we want, party. We, we want, want three, three, facts. three fun facts. Mm-hmm. We do this to everyone, and we always put them on the spot. So. I know, it's only happened a couple of times. Because um, okay. <laughs> like, we two, are three guests that you've had. Disorganized and never have guests. Yay! <laughs> We're the relatable um, podcasters. The relatable? Are you adding more tequila? No, I was going to get it ready so we can talk about it. <laughs> okay. I rock climb. I edit this podcast. And <laughs> I'm Jackie's roommate. Fun fact. Yay! <laughs> I've never talked about how Alexa is... Like, lives with me? <laughs> we sleep, like, 20 feet from each other. <laughs> I don't think it's that far. I don't but... know. I don't know if they've... I, I don't know. I don't think we've ever talked about that. I live with Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful thing, let me tell you. Yes, it is. Wonderful. Um, so this is the podcast where we read you shit and then guess more shit about it. Exactly. And... We also drink a few things, and what we're drinking oh, yeah. today is not wine. Sorry, right, because we here in Tampa, let's just triangulate. Go ahead, look up our location, I guess, because I just put that. Up we there. should have been drinking rum. It's Gasparilla. <laughs> I, all right, so next drink. Uh, there's, there's crack in there. Just switch it out. We do. I feel like Pepsi. rum would be bad with this. Yeah, we'd have to do it with the Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, we could maybe do that next. Anyway, it, we are celebrating Gasparilla here in Tampa, which is basically when the entire city is drunk by 10 a.m. and just acts like pirates all day. It's historical, but I'm, I don't know or care. Yeah, I don't. Something about Jose Gaspar storming the bay and taking over the city. Yes, they have a whole parade where a literal pirate ship crosses the bay. And then people from shore board the ship and people on the ship come on shore. And it's just a clusterfuck, really. It's the greatest. <laughs> Last year, our friend Jesse fell asleep on the bay shore wall, the seawall. We should not have let him do that. He we really die. We should not have <laughs> let him do that. But we were also... Very drunk. Very litty titty. <laughs> and it's a, uh, Gasparilla holds a special place in our heart. It's, it's, a, it's a friend anniversary. Our, yeah, we extend our friend family, our chosen family. Yes. From so. our St. Pete buds. Y'all know who you are. We love you. Um. So, oh. So in celebration, we are not drinking wine. We are also not drinking That's wine. what poem? Yeah, That's what I said. 
Lord. We're drinking tequila. <laughs> <laughs> we are I'm drinking sorry. silver tequila, and I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Camarena. 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 Familia Camarena. With, what is this? Lemon? No. No, oh, it's Grapefruit. um. I don't know. No, <laughs> strawberry melon. Strawberry melon. Brisk. Brisk. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? No, I want you to get this two-page right. monstrosity out of my face. All right. I do apologize that my first one is a a bit long. I thought mine were long today. Each one of mine has its own page, and I thought that was a lot. Um, why is my computer not charging? Um. It might be the outlet. Mm. No, I bet it's the uh, the fact that I spilled coffee on that side of my computer. No, it's working on the other side, so it's definitely my computer. Okay, hold on, hold on. I need to check something. Okay, I just need to check your pronunciation. I spilled coffee on my laptop this week, so that's that, and. Um, little sad about it but it's fine she survived she did for the most part all right you ready for my long ass mouth on the poem bitch yes all right so the first one oh i didn't even put any okay the first one <laughs> i don't think i put anything on mine either right. the first one is called the seven deadly sins okay avarice they say that midas died a ruined man you can't eat gold gold can't keep you warm but that's just allegory, and anyway, times have changed. Give me that touch. I'll take my chances. Pause. I want to take notes. Take your notes. <laughs> Sorry, this is just such a long one. I really want to take notes. Okay. Okay. Resume. Pride. I have swallowed it and swallowed it, but I am like the whale. I can feel Jonah down there waiting. When I spit him out, everyone will take notice. Gluttony. As I finish lunch, I am thinking about what I will eat for dinner. So if I give you the smaller portion of dessert, it is only because I am preoccupied. Here, let's cover it with cream. Lust. There is a candle lit between my thighs. Come, blow it out. You with the down so new on your face it could be a girl's, though I saw the muscles quicken under your shirt as my pulse quickened when you lifted the groceries into my car. Sloth. The indolent sloth has three toes on each foot. A small mammal, slow-moving, and from South America. Since you ask, I would tell you which country, but I am too tired to look it up. Envy. There was a green silk scarf with gold around the edges that matched my cousin's green eyes flecked with gold. Mother said mine was pure merino wool. Mother said, never mind, boys would want to marry girls like me. Anger. You tell me that it's all right to let it out of its cage, though it may claw someone, even bite. You say that letting it out may tame it somehow, but loose it may turn on me, maul my face, draw blood. Ah, uh, you think you know so much, you whose anger is like a pet dog, its canines dull with disuse. But mine is a rabid thing, sharpening its teeth on my very bones, and I will never let it go. The second <laughs> <laughs> the second poem is called The Seven Heavenly Virtues. Oh my god, there's a theme. <laughs> Charity. With still eight days remaining before my next check, I eat an open-faced sandwich and give him the rest. 
Better for two to be a bit hungry than one to wither while I hug my stomach, satiated from wheat and beans. Humility. Say you are sorry. This is not the hill, not the mountain, not the star on which you want to die. I will always ask questions. Temperance. As I receive the laminated menu sticky with something, I dismiss the antipasti I could eat before I eat. On the right side lists the desserts I decline to eat after I eat. Chastity. You tempt me with your smile and indigo eyes, but I refuse your advances, for loyal to my husband am I. It has only ever been, and only ever will be, he whom I accept into me. Diligence. Steady, earnest, and energetic effort, preserving application. Mid-14th century, directly from Latin diligentia for the noun and diligence for the adjective. In modern day, we see diligence evolve to mean loving, attentive, applying effort. Kindness. Your hair reminds me of the inner spiral in your ear. What kind of orchids are those? Flashes of green dart in their eyes as they stand by your side. Let me hold your spirals back. Patience. Though you deny me, I will persist. Though you break my trust, I forgive. Though you spoil my kindness, I will be kind. Though you exploit my words, I give them freely. Candled on both ends, my mental endurance depletes, yet I endure with the humdrum of front truck wheels. Please don't make me read them again. <laughs> <laughs> um, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts are that I hear more of your voice in the first one, but I see more themes that I kind of associate with you in the second one. Um, like um, the laminated menu sticky with something. I dismiss the antipasti I could eat before I eat. On the right side lists the desserts I decline to eat after I eat. That makes me think of like going out to dinner last weekend with my parents or two weeks ago or whatever. We went to an Italian place and we had antipasti you and then did. we said no to dessert. Oh and my then, God, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, well, and then the other thing that sounded like you in the second one was um, your hair reminds me of the inner spiral in your ear. What kind of orchids are those? That, um, let me hold your spirals back, makes me think of Alyssa. And like, Alyssa was here for New Year's Eve. Maybe that's like a... <laughs> so we have, we have a vote for the second one? I don't, I'm, not, okay. I'm not ready those to vote yet. Thoughts. These are my initial sorry, thoughts. Sorry. Initial thoughts. Because the other thing I noticed about the second one is that you said preserving when the word was persevering. So I don't know if you wrote that differently or if you just read it preserving all the time. It is one of those options. So that's, that's like that makes me think the second one's not yours. Um, but also you could have written check with the Q-U-E to throw people off. Um, but I also can't see you saying like fuzz so new it looks like a girl's fuzz on your face so new mm -hmm. it looks like a girl's that doesn't sound like you. But, uh, if you did the sloth one slowing down and from South America was super yeah, for the that's listeners really who can't cool. read, there were dot, dot, dots. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was cool. So, like, paralleling the, wa the water. What? Oh, no. <laughs> paralleling the words with, like, what you're talking about. I think that's really cool. So, um, if you wrote that, awesome. If you didn't. <laughs> Sips tequila. Um, I want to hear Alexis' thoughts. I, so I, 
the thing that initially threw me off from her writing the second one is that check is spelled with a Q-U-E. I was like, eh, I don't think that she would do that on her own necessarily, unless she purposefully is wanting to throw us off with that. Um, but the first one, the first one initially I thought was yours because, or I thought it wasn't yours because of the book that I gave you for your birthday. I thought it came out of there. Oh, yes. Alex gave me a book of poems. Oh. But now that I hear both of them, I think you wrote the first one. All right. So we have one vote for the first one. I was going to vote for the second one. So one of you will be wrong. Is that what you want to go with? Yeah. All right. So we have Alexa voting that I wrote the first one and Chrissy voting that I wrote the second one. No. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, you should keep coins here so you can just flip them. And <laughs> How was your Decide. record on the last one? Did you do really well last time? Does that mean... This is really fun for me. I'm stressed. <laughs> but it's long, so I gave you more to work with. No, that right? made it worse. <laughs> well, okay, because now that I'm reading it again, like, anger sounded like you the first time, and it also sounds like you this time, where you're like, mine is a rabid thing. That I feel like that's something you would write. Um, and swallowed it and swallowed it, but I am like the whale. I can feel Jonah. That reminded me of you the first time I wrote that down. Um... Um, I'm sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> well, so part of me wants to go with two because I want like one of us to be right, but part of me. In wants the end, her vote doesn't one. count towards the goal. I know, I know. So, up to you. I mean, obviously, it's up to you. I'm gonna say you wrote one. I wrote the second one. No, I changed my vote. Oh, I shouldn't have changed my vote. Dang it. All right. Yep. So are you a little bit dyslexic? <laughs> yeah. I, I was just saying that. that was what ultimately changed my I opinion. said it incorrectly. Yeah. I wrote, I meant what I wrote. I just read it wrong. Interesting. I really oh, I'm so mad. Is, is kindness about your sister? No. Kindness was about you on your wedding day. <gasps> Actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, I'm not married yet, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cute. Hilarious, because you, what were, you said dinner with your family that had nothing to do with it, although it <laughs> looks like it does. And what was the other one? Um, your sister. It was those two. I was like, this bitch is going to get it right for the wrong reasons yet again! <laughs> and I was mean and did Huey on purpose. I should have I should have gone with my gut. should have gone with gut. My gut. <laughs> all of it. All right, all right. It's okay. okay, though. That was the hardest one, in my opinion. That was a really hard one. Okay. All right. I'm ready for yours. <laughs> also these long ones. Okay. <clears throat> I did not write numbers on these either. But 1A. The night sits wherever you are. Your night is of lilac. Every now and then, a gesture escapes from the beam of your dimples, breaks the wine glass, and lights up the starlight. And your night is your shadow, a fairy tale piece of land to make our dreams equal. I am not a traveler or a dweller in your lilac night. I am he who was one day me. Whenever night grew in you, 
sorry. Whenever night grew in you, I guess the hearts rank between two grades. Neither the self accepts nor the soul accepts. But in our bodies, a heaven and an earth embrace. And all of you is your night. Radiant night like planet ink. Night is the covenant of night. Crawling in my body anesthetized like a fox's sleepiness. Night diffusing a mystery that illuminates my language. Whenever it is clearer, I become more fearful of a tomorrow in the fist. Night staring at itself safe and assured in its endlessness. Nothing celebrates it except its mirror and the ancient shepherd songs in a summer of emperors who get sick on love. Night that flourished in its Jahili poetry on the whims of Imru al-Kis and others and widened for the dreamers to milk path the milk path to a hungry moon in the remoteness of speech. I'm skipping Christ. words. Apparently I am also dyslexic. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Okay. Second one. My Baba once told me that when he passed over the hill, he stopped fearing death. This life, he said, was a gift from Allah. And when it was over, he would go to paradise. He would greet death like an old friend. I asked him what that would be like. All inky darkness, brilliant light. When he was a boy, my Baba imagined that there would be no one around, just an immense void, not a soul for miles and miles, floating in a vast, empty-bellied sky. He would watch his life as if through a long tunnel, familiar voices echoing down the chamber and distorting to become even more hauntingly beautiful. For the young, death is a filament breaking. Each piece and part is still there, but there's no spark, just a hollow rattle. A small pop when the switch flips, and slowly, yet somehow suddenly, you realize that nothing has happened. Later, my Baba thought death would be loud, like when it came for the boys on the motorcycles or for Umi with the guns. His friends would not show when his friend would not show when the kafia was wrapped around his neck and pulled taut by his own hands. In the end, death was quiet when it came for my Baba, but he was right. My Baba received death like an old friend. Fuck! I have many. I have many. <laughs> I have more thoughts about the second one because really heavy Harry Potter with that greet death like an old friend. So like, that's a fucking flag for Chrissy. <laughs> um, but like more as far as the context or the content, I mean. Mm-hmm. The first one was a lot like lighter, even though it's like it had like gothic overtones with the words it used. It also used words like starlight, dweller. I love the planet ink. I loved that. And then grades, maybe that was your subconscious talking about grad school. Either way, you did research on one of them, whatever one you wrote. The second one, greed death like an old friend is Either this person really liked Harry Potter or J.K. Rowling or the directors of the movie took that line from this poet. <laughs> that was, that's word for word. Um, I really like the second one. Um, I also wrote down Paradise with a capital P. But then you also, you also see... Plant ink and inky darkness. So we have that dark ink theme going. And I've talked myself in circles. <laughs> <laughs> Hauntingly beautiful sounds like a, a, a line you would write. And I can't pick another line definitively out of the other one that you definitely wrote. Purely based on the way that you were reading them, you did make mm. more mistakes in the first one. And you, you did make some mistakes in the second one, but like not until like three quarters of the way in. We'll do this thing where I read too fast and I skip words, and then I'm like, 
Nope, that's not the word I'm supposed to be saying right now. <laughs> it's okay. At least you go back. I just pretend it never happened. <laughs> I I can't step away from hauntingly beautiful, and I think you wrote the second one. Alexa, do you have a guess? I agree with Jackie. All right, we got two votes for the second one. Mm-hmm. You're both right. Oh, hashtag Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I. It was funny because I was writing that line and I was like, I feel like they're like. I've heard this line before. I'm pretty sure it's in reference to Harry Potter, but I, I couldn't figure out another way to say it. It's the perfect way to say yeah. it. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to leave it. I think originally I was going to try and change it. And I was like, no, I like it the way it is. Right I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't want to change it. So, um, this one, actually bits of this are inspired by like real things. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a student at my college who passed away last week, um, who was in the same fraternity as a bunch of my classmates and on the lacrosse team with a bunch of my classmates. And so I was thinking about like death as a young person. Um, so that's where the like death is a filament breaking. Um, and then talking about how like, I don't know, I was thinking about death and I was like freaking out a little bit. Cause I was like, what does happen when you die? Like, what's gonna? Am I, I'm just gonna die one day, and just, is it just gonna be blackness? Am I gonna even know? Is it just I'm just gonna cease to exist? What's go, what what happens? And so I like had this little mini like panic attack about it, and then I was like, I was thinking about it, I was writing, and just thinking about how like when you get older, maybe it doesn't seem so scary, and you're just tired and you're ready, you know? I I like to think that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So and then like the boys on the motorcycles. Um, I knew someone last year whose son had two friends uh, pass away in motorcycle accidents in the same year. Mm -hmm. And so, loud. And then, Mm -hmm. um, talking about... So, umi is um, the Arabic word for mother. It's an Arabic word for mother. There are a lot of them. Um, (laughs) And so, baba is an Arabic word for father. So, mom and dad. And so, if mom was shot, dad tried to kill himself by wrapping his headscarf around his neck. But... You can't kill yourself that way. Right. So it's a little dark, but I love it. But you know, I'm really into that dark shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the first one's called "Your Night Is of Lilac," and mine is called "When My Baba Met Death." Gosh, ooh, I have fucking chills. <laughs> I'm really interested in who your poet is. All right, my next one. Mine are not nearly as. Long. Actually, this one is a full This is long. I'm sorry. This is what happens when I actually do my shit on time. I have more time to write shit. Okay, but when did you finish the book? When did you finish the book? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my my uh, resolution. Uh, both of you bitches were reading yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I finished the book today. <laughs> All right, ready? Your first option for poem number two is called Crimes. Oh, yes. She needs a new page to write. A new page. I hope it picks up all of that. (laughs) Okay. Ready? Yes. Crimes. Dear disturber of the peace, I accuse you of breaking and entering my life. A quiet room whose windows you shattered with light, where there was space enough for only one to sleep and room for neither pain nor promises. For a brief time, I harbored you here, both of us fugitives of sorts, though what I flee from is harder to describe. The way the sea looks when the wind has lashed it black and blue. The damage that happiness can cause in its blind tramplings. You left the way you came in a month of vagrant leaves. The whole of winter shuffling onto sight. 
its white hospital gown just visible beyond the emptying trees. Now a pot of yellow chrysanthemums burns even at dusk, as if the sun were going down at the horizon of my sill. I choose again a life of plants and vegetables, the safety of peas in their pods, the dark places in earth where sweet potatoes lie imitating stones, chrysanthemums. Hear how the animals call through the night, each cry a riddle whose answer you made simply. There are poachers everywhere. Okay. The second one is called Mother. I am daughter of none, but mother of some. The iron-speckled toddlers sit patiently, waiting to be adored, waiting to be fed, waiting to be plucked so plump and pink, bright and crisp. Before the grave and the rains we waited, thumbing nipples I bide my time. I tried to coax you out, established a tonic, trotted shoeless next to your bassinet. You arrived on that torrid, wet morning, unbeknownst to me you would leave in three short nights. Was it the music? Did my crunchy steps impede your purple growth? The love which soaks the ground around you pools at your base, unable, unwilling, to seep through. Understand I will not lose you to love again. I will try a sweeter formula, or I will cut you down myself. Silver shears buried in the garden. that I have <laughs> the three thoughts that I have are that you would capitalize disturber of the peace you would do that um you would also say onto site instead of into sight like inline online that's true I do fucking say that <laughs> <That's my downfall. laughs> um and also I cannot see you writing the sentence Thumbing nipples. I'm <laughs> like, time. I'm sorry. I If you wrote that, I apologize. <laughs> but I just, it just doesn't sound like you to me. So I'm going to go with my gut and say you wrote the first one. Okay, we have a vote for number one. I am going to agree because, like, the end part, we were talking about safety of peas in their pods, sweet mm-hmm. potatoes lie, everything. Reminds me of the garden that's outside. Mm-hmm. And... Solomon's super proud of the potatoes that are growing out there, so I feel like that's stemming from something. The other reason I'm picking that one is because, and this is probably looking too far into it, but in the second one, mm-hmm. there are some breaks in the in like the last stanza where like understand I will not lose you to love again. That like you is indented and in the last one you indented some stuff where there was nothing indented in the first one and i'm wondering if you got that idea from this one so i'm guessing you wrote the first one okay so sustained vote for the first one Mm -hmm. this bitch thumbs her nipples (laughs) i wrote the second one you thumb your nipples so this to bide your time you just sit there (laughs) so this is in preparation for having a child but the child is the garden. So you were right about the I, garden theme. I got the garden the theme. One. I got the garden theme. You said the garden theme thing. I was like, I'm pretty sure the second one's also about a garden. So <laughs> like something like, gets drowned because it was too, it rained too it much rained. and it got right. drowned. Yeah. So this one, I, oh. I just mixed together how you would grow a garden and how you'd also prepare for a child and made it one topic. I like that. So I like, like if you like, like flip your, if you like flick your nipples to stimulate like the milk. So I was like practicing that for a child. Child, how do you know that? I 
I mean, you ain't got kids. <laughs> do you? I do. <laughs> Death in my remaining year. <laughs> so sorry. The understand I will not lose you to love again was a direct inspiration from the Netflix television series You. I was like, if you can't grow, I'm gonna cut you. Like, you're not gonna die on someone else's Damn. accord. It's gonna be me. Which is why I was afraid because you started watching You. I was like, oh my god, she's gonna see it. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten to that yet. All right. All right. Well, I'm sorry that I thumbed balls. <laughs> Oh. Okay. All right. Next one? Yep. Okay. The first of the second two. You paint on a smile, swipe pink eyeshadow onto bloodshot eyes. You rim them with black charcoal as if you were made to burn. You hide behind your bare hair and poisonous poppy blouses. Secretly, you wait for a sword to fall, or a flaming wand, a steak knife, a bowling pin, a bowling ball. Yearning for something. Longing for new pigments, you pick up a paintbrush. Longing for new definitions, you pick up a quill. Rip the rainbow wig off and own the silver strands beneath. You were once such a little duck, all peach fuzz and pear skin. Along the way, someone taught you how to be, and you guzzled their lies straight from the spout. Strike a match and set piles and piles and piles of paper aflame. Second of the second two. Don't believe our outlines, forget them, and begin from your own words, as if you are the first to write poetry or the last poet. If you read our work, let it not be an extension of our heirs, but to correct our heirs in the book of agony. Don't ask anyone, who am I? You know who your mother is. As for your father, be your own. Truth is right. Write over it with, write over it with a crow's ink. <laughs> Truth is black. Write over it with a mirage's light. If you want to duel with a falcon, soar with the falcon. If you fall in love with a woman, be the one, not she, who desires his end. Life is less alive than we think, but we don't think of the matter too much, lest we hurt emotion's health. If you ponder a rose for too long, you won't budge in a storm. Whoa! I really like that one. Any thoughts, Alexa, before I begin my monologue? (laughs) (laughs) Monologue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. The second one I think has some themes that extend with the like thinking about death concept there. Um, but this one might be more of a reflection of just life in general. And then the first one. First one seems like anxiety, like <laughs> like you're you're wearing makeup to hide what you're truly feeling inside. It reminds me of like that part of the show last night where Eliza was talking about being exhausted. You just kind of like cover up everything and you just move on with your life. So either one of these could really be applying right now. I concur with all of the things you've said so far. Um, I am just going to guess and say that Chrissy wrote the second one. My thoughts are the same as yours, save your final decision. 
I haven't worked through that yet. So, obviously, you have some um, paint and art themes in the first one, and maybe that's because recently with the holidays, you've been crafty lately. Um, I really like the... You hide behind your bare hair and poisonous poppy blouses. So, if you did write this, I want to know why poisonous. But I liked that one. Um, I also, like, shout out to the second one that talks about heirs and heirs. Mm. So, like, heirs, A-I-R-S, and then heirs, E-R-R-S. I fucking love that. That was awesome. Um, I do, I, it's, it is hard to get past though. Like if you wrote the one about death, maybe you also wrote about reflecting on life. Mm. I don't know if you'd be so overt about it though. Although maybe you would because you know I overthink things all the time. And I'm overthinking things right now. I also really like I'm afraid my face is going to give something away. <laughs> I, I also really like the line, as if you are the first to write poetry or the last poet. It's not like you're the first to write poetry or the last to write poetry. I don't know why. It was like word choice. I liked that. Longing for new definitions, you pick up a quill. That whole stanza. Longing for new, for new pigments, you pick up your paintbrush. Looking for new definitions, you pick up a quill. I like that a lot. Either way, I want you to tell me in very detail what one of these is about. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to stick with... I'm going to stick with the more true... I'm going to... I'm going to... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to choose the poem I'm going to choose for you to have written because I think the theme is more evenly spread out throughout each part. So I think you wrote the first one. So one vote for the first one, one for the second? Yeah. I wrote the first one. Oh! <laughs> Good job. I knew this week was going to be a little bit of a stretch because it's like, you'll understand when, why when I tell you my, who my poet is. But okay. I just wanted to try something that was not my usual crap. I, you know what I'm saying? One of the poisonous poppy blouses. Can you tell me So, okay. So, um... Kind of sticking with, so there's, in the first two poems, there's kind of like an um, Arabic-Islam kind of theme going on. Um, so I was thinking about, like, in the Muslim faith, like, you have to cover your hair if you're a woman, so you hide behind your bare hair. You're not covering your hair. You're being immodest, and, like, you're hiding behind this kind of persona. Um, this is about grad school <laughs> I love it. so um the poisonous poppy blouses i was i was trying to think of like like you go to school and you're in like floral i mean when you're in an mba program you have to wear a business casual every day and so usually for the women that means you're wearing some kind of blouse with some kind of floral pattern on it because yeah, that's what they do that's what they make for women to wear and so every day there's always one girl in a floral blouse you know and so I was thinking of, like, I felt like lilies was too much. Like, any other flower just didn't really feel like... It felt more like me than poppies. Poppies didn't really feel like me. And poppies are um, poisonous. I mean, they're not, they're not poisonous, but, like, they... Poppies have the same stuff in them as, like, opiates. Oh, really? So you, like, yeah. eat a bunch of that? That's... It's why in The Wizard... You haven't seen The Wizard of Oz? I have seen The Wizard of Oz. Oh! <gasps> I so know, in The Wizard of Oz, um, she walks through, she's trying to get to the Emerald City, and the Wicked Witch puts 
a field of poppies in front of her. And they all fall asleep in the field of poppies because the aroma is like Why do we toxic. put drug themes in children's movies? Because there is one scene in every movie where everyone was on LSD. But also, like, that's why if you eat a poppy seed bagel and go get a drug test, you'll fail the drug test. That's true. The baby is like, don't eat poppy seed muffins before your urine test. I'm like, well, you test us every day. So they're like, take poppy muffins out of your breakfast. And I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. And they're like, I literally can. (laughs) Then I cry. Yep, (laughs) sounds right. Um, So that's why I picked poppies. Um, And then... So secretly you wait for a sword to fall or a flaming wand. That's like about juggling. You're juggling a million things at once and you're waiting for one of them oh, to fall. Nice. And then thinking about like a lot of people went to grad school to kind of redefine themselves and start fresh. Mm-hmm. And so like repainting your own pictures, rewriting your own story kind of thing. Um, ripping your rainbow wig off. Sometimes I feel like a clown and like. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that threw me off. I was like, and like, own the silver strands beneath because I'm going gray. So um, <laughs> I, I am. It. I have like a million gray hairs right now. Um, and you were once such a little duck. That's because when I was in high school, I was in the drama duckies. We were drama duckies. Um, now I have to put the term duck on my hit list for you. <laughs> <laughs> Peach fuzz and pear skin doesn't mean anything. I don't know what it, where it came from. It just happened. All good. Love it. And then I was, t- I was thinking about, um, the way someone, someone taught you how to be. And I was thinking about how like society tells you either you are, or you aren't creative or like, here's who you are. Like, Oh, that's your talent. That's who you are. And it's like, no, you can, you can be whatever you want, but you listen to them because you trust them. And then strike a match and set piles and piles and piles of paper flame. That's like thinking about how many papers you write for grad school and oh, just like, yeah. Fuck it up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, um, mine is called Jugglers. Okay. Um, And the actual poem is called To a Young Poet. And it's actually an excerpt. This poem is very long. Okay. But this is the beginning of it. Gotcha. So it continues at the end. Thank you for saving us and not putting us through everything. You're welcome. First of all, we're not even that long. We've read three pages of poetry for you so far. Get ready for With the two columns each. <laughs> you ready for the fourth? Yes. It is the shortest. Okay. And before I start, Alexa is not allowed to give it away because she knows oh, it already. Yeah, I already know the answer. All right, so, so Alexa's not guessing this first. Okay, okay. Okay. The first one is called... <laughs> the... Okay. I love it so much. <laughs> the first one is called The Way the Leaves Keep Falling. It is November and morning. Time to get to work. I feel the little whip of my conscience flick as I stand at the window watching the great harvest of leaves. Across the street, my neighbor, his leaf blower already roaring, tries to make order from the chaos of fading color. He seems brave and a bit foolish. It is almost tidal the way the leaves keep falling wave after wave to earth. In Eden, there were no seasons, and sometimes I think it was the tidiness of that garden Eve hated, all the wooden tags with the new names of plants and trees. Still, I am Adam's child too, and I like order, though the margins of my poems are ragged, and I stand here all morning watching the leaves. Okay. <laughs> That's strange. Okay. Okay. The second one's called Shelby. I watched my grandfather at the market talk his way into getting haddock, head on in manor and fish. He declines the help of the man eager to earn extra coin because he probably hasn't yet washed his hands of Birmingham. He fastened his tweed flat cap, tossed his smoke over his shoulder, and waited for the buggy, minty breath to add a new element to the world. 
Thirteen years have passed, and I bring my son to the market, preparing to bring him to the slaughterhouse. Boy won't, boy won't heal in time for the derby. I won't make him shoot today. And then a little note with, you did it! Probably hasn't yet washed his hands in Birmingham. <laughs> How'd I do? I assume amazing. <laughs> the buggy minty breath. I have no thoughts. <laughs> she wrote down the word washed. I did. That's it. That's all I wrote down is washed. Um, but I think I'm going to go with you wrote the first one. Any reason? No. <laughs> all right. Final answer? Because the first two, you wrote the second one. So I'm guessing I'm <laughs> you wrote the first one. What a funny strategy. <laughs> Alexa, you want to tell her which one I wrote? She wrote the second one. No! <laughs> wow! I'm, you're, I'm 0 for 3 on this episode. Has that ever I happened in the I history? I didn't get a single one of your poems. Does that mean I did really well? Yes! <laughs> yeah! Hell yeah! This one is direct from Peaky Blinders. Their name, their last name is Shelby. Okay. And they're in Birmingham. Okay. And they probably talk like, probably hasn't washed his hands in Birmingham. <laughs> okay. No, it's more breathy because they all have emphysema. Yeah. From, from right? the they all have COPD. Yeah, no no inspiration. Straight up Peaky Blinders. Interesting. Love it. All right. You want to hear my last one? I do. I'm pulling up our scoreboard right now. Just okay. Okay. All right. Oh, oh wait. Oh. Don't go in there. Me or you? I'm Sorry. not I unhighlighted. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I re-highlighted. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking at it. Okay. <clears throat> All right. The first one. Icy toes on linoleum floors, sharp as razor blades. Wrap them up in plush, but they cut right through, even scratchy knit not holding them. It warms the body, slows breath, and lowers lids. Suffocates, muffles sound, and life seeps out of her eyes and her ears and her nose and her mouth to the rhythm of her heart. Bright yellow pat like... Woo. Bright yellow like passion fruit and turmeric or sunlight bubbling up from inside and spilling over the edges like a faucet left running. Water flows over icy toes on linoleum floors sharp as razor blades. Why would it like that one? All right. Second one. <clears throat> I am a woman no more and no less. That's supposed to say no. Okay. <laughs> I had to retype all of this, so it's typos are my fault. Sorry. Um, I am a woman, no more and no less. I live my life as it is, thread by thread, and I spin my wool to wear, not to complete Homer's story or his son. And I see what I see as it is, in its shape, though I stare every once in a while in its shade to sense the pulse of defeat. And I write tomorrow on yesterday's sheets. There's no sound other than echo. I love the necessary vagueness in, a, in what a night traveler says to the absence of birds over the slopes of speech and above the roofs of villages. I am a woman, no more, and no less. Okay. Thoughts. My thoughts are that at first I thought you immediately wrote the first one because it's in the point of view of a woman, and the other two that were not yours were written in the point of view of a man. So I assume your poet is a man, but now both of them are written as women, so fucking forget, forget <laughs> it. So that theory is out the fucking window. 
Um, the first one reminds me of obviously like winter, cold weather. You've got your socks, uh, uh, literally icy toes and linoleum floors. Turmeric reminds me of tea, which would be you. You put turmeric in tea? Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Some teas con- like are the, the the spices in it are turmeric and like cinnamon and stuff. So that theory is gone because she didn't know that. <laughs> um, other than it being cold currently and you wearing fuzzy socks, I really have nothing for the first one. The second one, again, the only thing I have is that you are, in fact, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the nice little tip to the epic, Homer. Unless you meant Homer Simpson. <laughs> I doubt. Um, so you have the same theme as far as, like, bodily autonomy i guess like not autonomy but um just like a nod like the way i write you know i'm very touch i'm a very touch writer uh-huh. and you have uh rhythm of her heart in the first one and in the second one you have pulse of defeat um i'm a woman no more no less i could see that as you being like kind of going off of the uh, of the theme that like I am, I am this, and I love it, and I'm doing my best, and that's great. And I'm not gonna kill myself to do one thing, but I'm gonna hold myself to the high standard of what I blur blur, you know, grad school. <laughs> so I'm kind of at a loss at the moment. So I'm gonna sit here and ponder. I, I'm leaning towards you wrote the first one, but I don't know. I will think while Alexa talks. I. I think you wrote the first one because A, it was like extra cold as fuck earlier this week. <laughs> so I see toes everywhere. Um, I haven't been to your new apartment. I don't know what the floors are made out of. Oh, but you it did is. just move. I actually don't even know what it's they're made out of. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this could be like it was super cold in your new apartment where you have only just moved into, so you have to like unpack all your things and you're because it's cold, you're going specifically for all your fuzzy socks, your your thick blankets and everything. Um, and then bright yellow, I'm assuming that you have like big windows and the sun's coming through nicely. She does have big windows. Um, and water flows over icy toes. You like to take baths for sure. Oh, I didn't think of that. Well, water flows over... Oh yeah, I get. I need to think about. I'm, that. I'm like that's that's know. a little imaginative because I'm imagining like you know you're running a bath and then your toes are cold on the icy floor before you like step into the bath. Um, the other one seems a. Well, okay, no, it it just seems too on the nose, um, and then. I don't know, I just don't see you alluding to Homer's The Odyssey. With the that is, one here. This is the hardest one so far. I write I write tomorrow on yesterday's sheets. What could that mean? I'm sorry? Can you tell me what that means? No. Damn it! I trick her into telling me. <laughs> um, Very tricky. Or because she can't tell you, she didn't write it. She doesn't. Yeah, but you know what I? You know what? 
I can really see her writing. I love the necessary vagueness in what a night traveler says to the absence of birds over the slopes of speech and above the roofs of villages. I can so see her writing that. But Homer is tripping me up. I wrote it down. Spin my wool to wear. Would you choose wool? Or maybe you just wanted the alliteration. You know, I am a woman that Chrissy would write that sentence. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, you know, I'm just no. I'm gonna stick with my original because I always fucking overthink, and I, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna say that you wrote the first one. Are you, you're both guessing the first one. You are correct. Oh! <laughs> wow. So Jackie went three for three, and Chrissy went over three. Guys, it's an RBTV first. <laughs> it is amazing. Um. So the first one's called Sharp as Razor Blades. The second one is called um, No More and No Less. Um, and Sharp as Razor Blades is, in fact, about being freezing in my new apartment. Nice. Um, although, I will say, so Icy Toes on the icy toes on linoleum floors, that's my toes, but also Bugs Toes, because his claws oh. are super sharp right now. So, like, it's kind of about Bugs Feet on the linoleum floors. I love it. Because he's been sleeping underneath all of my clothes in the closet because it's the warmest spot in the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's, like, all of my clothes are hung up, and he just, like, crawls into the closet and lays down there because his heat, like, his body heat just, like, fills that space and holds it there. I want to be him. I it's amazing. <laughs> um, so wrap them up in plush, but they cut right through, even oh. scratching it, not holding them. So it's, like, a combination of my feet and his feet. Because, like, it. I wrap up in, like... My new blanket that I got for Christmas that is, like, the most amazing blanket of my entire life. Um, and then um, warms the body, slows breath, and lowers lids. It's thinking about... This is kind of along the death theme. Like, slows breath and lowers lids. is like, sort of death, but also, like, falling asleep when you're all warm and cozy. Um, and then um, suffocates muffled sound, and life seeps out of her eyes. Um, the bright yellow is not about sunlight. It's about, like, literally, if she were dying, like, her life force would, like, seep out of her, and it's oh. yellow. Um, and then, um, water flows over, like, if you left the faucet running. I just like to water flows over icy toes. Yeah, that's a great one. I can see that in the song, like, water flows over icy toes. Um, yeah. So, that's, that's that. That's the tune for Frozen 2. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I stand by it. (laughs) Tell me about your poet. Okay, my... Poet. Wait, I need to look at all of these pictures. <laughs> so I wrote, um, it says, this was some long ass difficult fucking poetry, man. And it was a long ass difficult fucking week. So here's my cat because he makes me happy. And it's a Guys, bunch of pictures all of fun. these pictures. Oh my God. The one on the far right is my favorite. <laughs> I took that two days ago. Oh, he's like, eh. he's like <laughs> in a chair on his back, like caught. Oh, but the, the, the second, the first column, the bottom where he's passed the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was on my lap. That's like on my yeah. stomach, just sprawled on, sprawled out. It's a baby. I love him. His little ice toes. Oh, so sharp. Oh, no, no, no. Yep. So right. sharp. Your poet. So my poet's name is Mahmoud Darwish. I hope I said that right. Um, so Palestinian Mahmoud Darwish was born in Albirwa in Galilee, a village that was occupied and later raised by the Israeli army. Because they had missed the official Israeli census, Darwish and his family were considered internal refugees or present absent aliens. Darwish lived for many years in exile in Beirut and Paris, uh, and Paris. 
He is the author of over 30 books of poetry and eight books of prose and earned the Lannan Cultural Freedom Prize from the Lannan Foundation, the Lenin Peace Prize, and the Knight of Arts and Belles Lettres Medal from France. In the 1960s, Darwish was imprisoned for reciting poetry and traveling between villages without a permit. Considering a, considered a resistance poet, he was placed under house arrest when his poem Identity Card was turned into a protest song. After spending a year at, a university in Mos of, at the University of Moscow, I guess, in 1970, Darwish worked at the newspaper Al-Aram in Cairo. He subsequently lived in Beirut, where he edited the journal Palestinian Affairs from 1973 to 1982. In 1981, he founded and edited the journal Al-Carmel. Darwish served from 1987 to 1993 on the executive committee of the Palestinian Liberation Organization. In 1996, he was permitted to return from exile to visit friends and family in Israel and Palestine, and he died in 2008 in Houston, Texas. That's shit. That's a so, whole ass person. Yeah. So I found him because while I was unpacking my house, which actually is completely unpacked. So you were like, <laughs> you're still unpacking things. My house is completely unpacked. I believe it. was it earlier this week, though. It was. It was unpacked the day after I moved in. Because, I cannot say the same. <laughs> because Adam and I, um, we started... The only thing we're missing is, like, stuff on the walls. Like, we're slowly putting stuff on the walls. But everything else is unpacked and put away. Um, but while I was unpacking, I found the iPad that my high school made me buy. Um, because I went to private school and they right. do that. So, actually, it was like you could either buy an iPad or you could rent one. And they did this thing where, like, they put all the textbooks on the iPads and you had to take all your notes on your iPad. So, it's like... All you had to take to class was your iPad. Um, and it was like the first generation iPad. So if you didn't want to buy one, you could rent one from the school. And then at the end of the school year, you either had to give it back or you could buy it off the school. So because I was a junior when they implemented that rule, my parents were like, well, you have to have it for another year. We might as well just buy it off the school. You can keep all your files and then keep it through senior year. So I have it. It says the name of my high school on the back. It's like engraved on the oh back my of God. my iPad. Um, but I found the iPad and I turned it on. I updated it and everything. Plugged it. It still works. And I have the freaking Poetry Foundation app on my iPad oh, yes. from high school. And so I was like, I was like, no way. No way. Because I haven't opened it in right. years. Yes. And so I, I was like, there's a, what? And so I must have used it for something when I was in high school. And, um, the app has this really cool function where you just hit spin and it gives you a random poem. Is that how you're picking your poems from now on? Probably. Because, <laughs> because I spun it a couple times and I landed on to a young poet, the second one. Um, and I loved it. And I was like, this is really long, but I can take an excerpt from this. And then I read through some more of his poems and I really liked them. So that's how I picked them. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to have to get the app. It's really cool. I don't know if it'll, if it has the spin function on phones, mm -hmm. but it definitely does for like iPads and stuff. Can I get it on Apple on my Mac? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm pulling up our... My... Or, sorry. You can edit this part out. I'm pulling up my... Because we have... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we have the final score of 2019 up there, but I don't remember what the score was from the last one. So I'm pulling up our file. It's in the file, yeah. It should be in the file. Yeah. I just never took it. Here, I got it. One and three. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, my poet. I have to get to mine. Yeah, stop. <laughs> You're beating me. Now. For as of 34. I'm sorry. Keep it's going. the first time in history. Okay, my poet is Linda Paston. 
She was raised in New York City, but has lived for most of her life in Potomac, Maryland, a suburb of Washington, D.C. In her senior year at Radcliffe College, Paston won the Mademoiselle Poetry Prize. Fun fact, Sylvia Plath was the runner-up. Ooh! Immediately following graduation, however, she decided to give up writing poetry in order to concentrate on raising her family. After 10 years at home, her husband urged her to return to poetry. We love a supportive man. Yes! Since the early 1970s, Paston has produced quiet lyrics that focus on themes like marriage, parenting, and grief. She's interested in the anxieties that exist under the surface of everyday life. Her many awards include the Dylan Thomas Award, a Pushcart Prize, the Best Hoken Prize from Poetry, the Poetry Society of Americans Alice Fabie Castagnola Award, and the Ruth Lilly Poetry Prize. She served as Poet Laureate of Maryland from 1991 to 1995 and was on the staff of the Breadloaf Writers Conference for 20 years. She is the author of over 15 books of poetry and essays. Wow. She's a cool person, too. Yeah, we did cool poets this week. We did cool poets this week. Good job. So then... As of the new 2020 score, it looks like for the very first time in the history of this fucking podcast, <laughs> Jackie is up by one. We have a score of four to three. And I'm sure it will go away in about 30 seconds when we <laughs> when we do the next one. Let's see how long it lasts. Excuse me. That was like a... A three. And a, and that was an... an oh, no. I mean... Your burp, yes. Excuse me. <laughs> me, 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 you getting none of them right was a fucking anomaly. I usually it's because I it's because I switched my vote the first time. If I hadn't oh, switched my vote, well, I went with my gut the second two times and it was wrong. <laughs> That's true. So, well, I will say the first one with for this next one, go with your gut. Okay. Um, so this is a mini soda and we are fifty six minutes in. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I think it's about time we uh, say goodbye and yeah. thank you for being here. Thank you to Alexa for how many did she get right? I lost track after the second two. <laughs> okay, the last one didn't count because I already knew that one. Right. You, so yeah. it was null. And did you did you get you got Kristen's mine right. last one? She got my so last one. Right. She is she's two for one, two, three, four, five. Two for five. Beautiful. Alright. So thanks guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. We are we are wriggling in our seats because we have to pee. Yep. So it's time to go, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Wait. No. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Not, Not LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Be like bees and donate on Patreon, and see you next time. Yeah.